CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. (laughs) All right, episode 11. We are now episode 11 of 1% better. So does that make us 11% better? <laughs> I hope everybody no, listening I laughed right now. I don't know. I they don't probably know didn't though. They what don't laugh at my jokes. if you listen to the episodes like twice? Are you like then 22% better? <laughs> I don't know. That's a fair question. <laughs> if you listen to our episode more than once, let us know. We want to know. If you have re-listened to an episode We need to hear from you. (laughs) Good on you for doing that. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to talk about um, family and nutrition. So family involvement and what that looks like and how to maneuver your way through that. We probably have got a few listener questions, especially after our goal setting um, episodes on like... And our ELAS crap challenge. Yep. That came up. And even just over the last 10 years, this has come up quite frequently, you know, because Mm -hmm. it is a very presentable barrier point for some that you know without some experience or at least some knowledge and education on how to manage this stuff it's it can be the reason why you do or don't you know take control of this Mm -hmm. um but it's a very manageable thing you just need some some you just need a strategy so that's what we're going to talk about today so we kind of when we sat down and thought about this and all the questions that we've got it kind of goes three ways it's like my partner doesn't support it. So they're unsupportive. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to do this. You look fine. Like why, why are you doing this? This is stupid. You don't need to be doing this. Mm -hmm. Or like my partner is uninvolved, you know, like, okay, you can do it fine, but but I'm not doing it with you. I want nothing to do with it. And I'm sure we've all come across people like this. And then the last one is probably, I would say probably the most common one. And that's just, you know, our demographic within the gym, people have families, but like, I can't do this because my kids eat a different meal. My husband eats a different meal. And now I need a different meal. Like that's too much for me to do. Or we're such a busy family. My kids have all these activities. I don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. And I know that people listening to this right now probably fall. Somebody's nodding their head yeah. to one of those three options that you just listed. And if you don't, cool. Like, let's hear why, you know, maybe you just don't have a family or yet or anything like that. And that's, that's fine. But like, maybe Mm -hmm. you do have a family and you have strategies in place that have helped you get through these things. So, um, after this episode is done and you've listened your way through it, like share with us why you have been successful with it. Or maybe you have another sort of barrier that is not listed and we can help address that too. Yeah. So let's tackle that first one head on, like unsupportive person in your life. Did you have somebody like this ever? Um, yeah. Uh, yes and no. That's how I feel too. Like, yes and no. Like, yes, but more on the, like, if it was a spectrum, it would be closer to the uninvolved spectrum. Spectrum. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it would be like, yeah, I would say closer to uninvolved, but still kind of unsupportive. It kind of varies. I wouldn't say it's a cut and dry black and white kind of thing. Um, So I come up and I'm like, hey, I want to do this. 
like I want uh, this is this is in my goals. It's going to require me to clean up my nutrition a little bit. Can you be on board with that? No. <laughs> okay, but why? Like, and I think like that's that would suck, honestly. So I'm going to say no. I haven't had an unsupportive person in my life because I don't think anybody's ever said no. Just flat out. Flat out. Because that would really suck. And I think I'd remember that. And like if you have been in this situation and had that person straight up say no to you. <laughs> I Yeah. That, it's That'd be shitty. a tough one. There you go, Lana. A, it's shitty. <laughs> it'd be a tough one. And that is certainly something I think you would need to address. Yeah. But secondly, it's kind of like also – at the same point, why do you need the affirmation from this person or the confirmation that it's okay for you to do this now that this person has said yes? You know, like w- that you can't do it just because the person has said no. Like, why is that so definitive to you that it's a, a ultimatum, yes or no? Well, and I think if that person saying no to you stops you from ach- like going forward with your goal, then you need to reassess your goal and your reason why you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Like if that one person is saying, no, I think your goal is stupid or I don't agree with it, then you need to, and then you stop reaching or trying to achieve that goal. Then you need to really dig deep into that goal and make sure that you're solid on your why. It's also interesting why that person is saying no too. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, like, if this person's opinion is matters so deeply to you, then you definitely need to sit down and have a conversation with this mm-hmm. person. And maybe you can fish out why they're saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a simple thing, like you don't need to do this, like you look fine or, mm-hmm. or whatever, like I'm, <laughs> what, why is that person saying no to this based on just because they think you look fine? You know, if you're, if your goal is based around some body aesthetics, mm-hmm. But I think, too, you can also take that as a positive. Like, you actually have this person in your life who is accepting of what you look like. Like, I, let's not, like, jump and tackle that person who says you look fine. Like, it, like yeah, that's awesome sure. that you have that person in your life who doesn't Criticize necessarily you or, care yeah. of how you look. But I can understand wanting to look different. Like, that, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, having that conversation of, Hey, I am uncomfortable in my clothes or I don't feel confident the way I look, or I have goals at the gym that are requiring me to tackle my nutrition. I think they need to understand why you're doing that. And I think sometimes that can change their opinions and get them to be more supportive Okay, sometimes, so you're I sitting down and you're having this conversation with this individual and you've now explained like why this is important to you. And they're like, okay, so now what? I, th- I think then you need to offer some suggestions in terms of how they can be supportive to you. Yeah, because ultimately at the end of this is you're just seeking that person's support. You know, by them saying yes or no, you're just, you're looking for their support. And if their support needs to come from a different way or look like something mm-hmm. different, then maybe you just need to tell them that. And, you know, they might not be aware that they can yeah, support you in say. those said ways. 
it's often like that fear, right? Like they don't know how they're unsupportive because they don't know how to be supportive. So I think offering some suggestions like, I don't know, Hey, I need you to not ask me if I want to go out for ice cream or something like that. Like just finding those ways that are easy for them to do simple things, um, can make it a bit easier for them. So now you've got this person and they're like, Hey, that's cool. Like, good for you. Right on. But I want nothing to do with it. Like I'm not making any changes. I don't have those goals. Right. This is the, I feel like this is the common, this one. is the common one, which kind of makes it trickier, right? Like they're supportive, which is great. Awesome. They totally want you to achieve this, but then they aren't doing anything to help. To help. <laughs> Which is hard. And, and so that help can look like different things. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just use my personal life as an example. You know, my husband and I like to share glasses of wine. We like to go out for dinner. Or I mean, these are things that he likes to do. And at the end result of it, it is basically just time spent together. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important mm-hmm. to him. Um, you know, you attach to like, oh, I like to have a glass of wine with you. Or I like to go out to dinner for you. But the actual thing you're doing is spending time together. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when you approach it from that point of view, it's like, well, can we replace those habits with maybe something else? Like if, if all you want to do is spend some time together and that's, what's important to us, you know, can we do other things that are conducive to my goals that would help me be more successful? Mm -hmm. Like maybe we could go walk the dog at night or, you know, whatever it may be like, sure. We can still share a glass on the on the deck, but I'm just going to have club soda in my wine glass instead. And that way, you know, you can still have your wine. We're still spending time together and we're still doing the exact same thing we did, yeah. but you know what? I just need to make this one simple change. Yeah. And hopefully that, you know, because they didn't need to do anything, but you're still eliciting the same, you know, reason to why then maybe that would help you be more successful. So interesting. How many things like social interactions revolve around food? Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? It's that. And like, there's very, there's so many psychological layers to it as well. Yeah. Like, even as we're talking about this, like I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, you know what? We can for sure dive deeper into this because there's a lot of like, well, why is this happening? Or what is this person fearful of? And like, it's, there's so many different layers than just what's on the surface, you know, but that's not why we're here. We're just to simply give you some (laughs) strategies and, and, you know, to start getting somebody on board with you in whatever capacity that is. And I guess the other way to tackle this, and I mean, I hate using this word and I I know my clients that I've worked with in the past, like I tell them this too, like when we throw the word balance out there, like balance means so many different things to so many different people. And when you look at it in this instance, and when you use that same example of like going out for dinner or sharing that glass of wine, like do those things, like when you sit down and look at your goals would those things defer you from achieving your goals or would they help and aid in you achieving your goals? And if the answer is no, like then you need to take a serious look at it. Like, is there a way where I can implement this that, and I can, you know, be held responsible for understanding that, you know, it might take me a little bit longer to get to my goals. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not saying that, no, if you go out for dinner, your goals are a wash. It doesn't quite work like that, but like, you have to understand that, you know, when consistency with nutrition is important, things like that, like as long as you have that end understanding that 
it might take a little bit longer, then Mm -hmm. there's certainly ways to fit it in and what Mm -hmm. that fitting in looks different, like for, or looks a lot different for different people too, you know? Yeah. Like there was a, like, and the interesting part is like, you know, I have kind of tried all different ways of doing this because like going out for dinner together, having that glass of wine is something that's important to us. Mm -hmm. So maybe that looks like, you know, I've tried it. Okay. Well, you know, every Friday night we go out and just eat whatever. And that's that one meal. I've tried that. And I mean, again, this is where that whole, everybody's different. Like for some people that might work. And for me at various points in the last couple of years, that didn't work Mm -hmm. and it was okay. Well, I'll go for dinner and I'm still spending time with you, but I'm going to try and choose healthier options, Mm -hmm. you know, and for a while that was the way I would tackle it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's okay for that to change. Like maybe for a few weeks, it works that you have that as your meal that doesn't fit within your goals. And then you have to switch it up because it's getting out of control or something, right? Yeah. Like it's okay to juggle back and forth in terms of those approaches. And that, and that too, like you can take that even a couple of steps further, you know, as soon as you have some strategies on how to handle going out for dinner. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like building your plate when you're talking to a waitress mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know what? We're working with someone right now that their nutrition is a very apparent part of their goal, mm-hmm. but they have a movie night with their kids every night. And that yeah. is yeah. important to them that they have that flexibility in that day to mm-hmm. have the junk food, to have that, that stupid word again, freedom yeah. um, to do what they want with their kids on that one night of the week. Mm -hmm. And so same thing, like the ultimate important event that's happening is they're spending time with their kids, but how they approach that is a little bit different. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think about like, what is, why are those things important? Why is that person not wanting to be involved? And can we throw maybe something in the mix that might look a little bit different and be more conducive to your goals? Or what does that flexibility look like for you that will still enable you to be successful at the same time, you know, you're getting the things out of these situations that you need to. What happens if you don't want to be flexible? Have you ever had that time? Yeah, absolutely. like, Like my goal is so important to me. Well, and I'm sure when you were training and doing all your game stuff, like there is zero flexibility. What does that look like in terms of dealing with a significant other? It literally is sitting down and having that conversation. Like, listen, like I need you to be supportive. And my way of you showing support is like, we have to do something different. Mm -hmm. I can't be doing this. This is, you know, this is locked in for me. I spend 23 other hours of my day doing everything I can towards this one thing. And that one hour of the day, like I just, we have to find something else. Like this is out of my top three priorities. And that's how I, that's how I've always, yeah. And for me, that's how my life operates. It's like, and, and that changes too. It's like at the time my training was my number one priority. My business was my number two priority and my family was my number three priority. And I know that he, you know, he was good with that because he mm-hmm. understood how important it was to me. And well, and you laid that out exactly. on the table, right? Like it wasn't this hidden agenda. Exactly. That and it was always yeah. on the table. And so when situations like this would arise, I could always come back to that, Yeah. you know, and that changes over the years. So now we're like, my priority is my business and my second priority is my family and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just always there. And when you need that support and something's going wrong, at least you've had that conversation and you can come back to that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think too, we can refer back to our goals podcast when we talked about having those people in your lives that are supportive um, towards your goals who aren't family members. Like you don't, like obviously when you're working to achieving a goal, you need those supportive people around you, but that doesn't have to include those people living within your four walls. Totally. Right. Because like, for some, they won't be those four people or whatever within those four walls. Yeah. Yeah. So I think finding those people so that you do have some sort of support and maybe your spouse is supportive, but not to the full capacity that you need. So you bring in other support members to kind of build that up for you. And I think like when you're first exploring that goal or, you know, a lot of these people that have contacted us, this might be the first time that they have set a goal and Mm -hmm. the nutrition falls within their goal. Mm -hmm. And so when they seek out help and their, their spouse doesn't support that it's Mm -hmm. almost like a surprising factor to them so for them to think right away it's all or nothing like if they don't support me then I you know I have to think of something else yeah they don't understand you know that your spouse or your partner or whatever might not always be that person you need them to be and that's okay yeah it doesn't mean that you have to change your thing like pull those people in from outside well, and they might not be that person you need to be, you need them to be off the get go, but you also have to give them time to come around and see that, okay, this goal is totally not completely changing our lifestyle. Yeah. Like there is a way for us to make everything work and maybe I overreacted. At yeah. The and the only way right? to get there is to see it through. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, you have to show this person why uh, by example, mm-hmm. why it's important to you and that how these adjustments will or will not affect mm-hmm. them. Yeah. The only way to do that is to actually do it. And so I know we mentioned this in an episode before, but like fear is never a reason not to do something. And this yeah. falls entirely mm-hmm. within that guidelines for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. hundred percent. I like the last one, which we probably hear the most, you know, about the kids or the whole family involvement altogether. Yeah. You know, so client comes up to us and is like, I have to make, my kids are picky eaters. So I have to make them a meal. My husband doesn't want to do what I'm doing. So I have to make them or him his own meal. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I've done three, two other meals, I now need to make myself what fits in with my plan. Yeah. And that's just too much work for me. Yeah. (laughs) This one always makes me laugh. Like when you lay it out like that, I'm like, (laughs) holy, that is a headache. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And I, I think whenever I hear that, my first question is always like, do your kids really have to eat different than you do? Like, why? Why are your kids eating different than you? Your kids need to eat whole foods, protein, carbs, fat. Like they, they need those things too. My kids won't eat chicken breast. They will only eat craft dinner. Well, you're laughing, but like I am laughing. Um, okay. Uh, so then, my question is, what other things will your kids like to eat? I find that parents who are busy making multiple things never give the kids the options to help be involved in picking those foods. It's like, okay, my kids will eat craft dinner. So I'm always going to make them craft dinner because I know they're going to eat it. Well, Hey, maybe they will eat other things if you get them involved. 
right? And it's same thing. Like, well, my kid doesn't like broccoli. Well, did they get the choice to pick that broccoli or did you put the broccoli down on their plate and just expect them to eat it? Like then they didn't get to make that decision. Yeah. But if you involve them in the process and lay out the menu, like, okay, here's what a vegetable is and you need to pick one. Which one do you want to try today? Yeah, for sure. I think getting them involved in and educating them, like, I play a warm-up game in the kids' class with fruits and vegetables. One groups the fruits, one groups the vegetable. And if I call out a fruit, the fruits run and the vegetables chase. Or if I call it a vegetable, the number of times the kids stand there for like 10 seconds figuring out which is a fruit and which is a vegetable kind of tells me that they aren't receiving that education food-wise at home because they can't classify these foods. Like broccoli. Some of them don't even know what broccoli is, which is crazy. And that's just a simple fact of like, hey, put the iPad down. Yeah. And come in the kitchen with me. Or go grocery shopping. Take them shopping shopping with you. Yeah. That's a big one. I know how many parents hate going shopping with their kids, but like, is that an attitude that you have imposed? Yeah. Because you're wanting to be uninvolved with it? Like, you know, maybe you just get annoyed by them. Can we have this? Can we have this? Or, well, maybe you just need to come in with a different you know, plan yeah. on how you're going to attack this grocery shopping with them. And I, I always use this analogy because when parents, when kids are young and they are learning how to get dressed, well, it takes a super long time for a kid to dress themselves. And it's a lot easier for the parent to step in and dress their kids so they can get out the door. But how does the kid ever learn? If you don't give them that opportunity to put on their pants and put on their shirt put on the socks, strip the shoes. Like the only way they learn that is by you taking that extra five minutes to let them do it themselves. So the only way they're going to learn about food and making choices is for you to get them involved and doing it with them and not doing it for them. And granted with like the whole quarantine thing and parents being at home and their kids now being at home where they need to find activities for these kids to do, they're baking a lot more with these kids. But in that same breath, while you're spending time making cookies and muffins and cakes and things like that, stop and educate them on the healthy things, you know, have a vegetable cooking dish or something yeah, like that. Well, yeah. Cause we eat more than cakes and cookies. Exactly. And muffins, right. So here's an ample opportunity to now involve your kids. Yeah. I gave, um, one of our eat less crap, uh, participants a challenge of getting their kids to like create the dinner menu for the night. Cause she was having issues with the kids not wanting to eat what she was making. It's, and it goes back to you saying, well, did they have a choice in what was being cooked for them? And it's like, probably not because you're just trying to get everything done. But again, take that time, let them make choices, let them help prepare things. Like they're going to take pride in that. It just comes down to time. I think with kids, like we're all in such a rush to do things and it's easy to make craft dinner because you know, the kids are going to eat that and it's easy to, Make hot dogs because they're there as opposed to barbecuing up some chicken breasts or something And I think it comes back to when you take that time to get them involved and to allow them to make choices, you're now setting up good habits for them. Like those lifelong habits. It goes back to you're taking that time to let your kid learn how to get dressed by themselves is now setting them up to do that long term. When they're 18 (laughs) and they're off to go for their first year of university and all of a sudden they have to start cooking for themselves. What kind of time have you invested in this kid to teach them how to cook, to 
you know, otherwise it's just pizza pops in the microwave because that's really all they know how to do. Yeah. And I think if you take a step to look at it, like these are lifelong habits that you're teaching, it will change your mindset on how you're doing those things. The other thing about time too, is like for the parents that are always busy going from activity to activity to activity Mm -hmm. in, you know, we've discussed this before, but like batch cooking on the weekend or whatever, setting yourself up for success through the week by having that meals there accessible, not only for yourself, but now your kids. I know that in the past and actually just came up last week where one of Mark's daughters said to me, said to us, like, I love coming here because there's always food in the fridge. That's like cut up and ready Mm -hmm. to go and I can just take it and make myself a meal. So like we don't have junk food in the house because we, that's what we have. You have a container of cut up chicken, you have a container of some cooked vegetables or whatever. And like by default, the Mm -hmm. kids will pull that stuff together because it's there and it's it's ready for them. So as opposed to a little kid being involved in the choosing process, now you have the older kids that who could easily get in their car and drive to McDonald's, but here's the options for you. They're already there. You already know how to use a microwave. Now power that together and you've got a meal. Right. And you've just made it convenient for them. Exactly. Even more convenient than getting in the car or getting in the car and driving to McDonald's, right? There is food ready. And, and it takes a bit of time, especially off the get go to get into that prep habit. But again, it's that habit, right? And then it just becomes a normal thing. That's And the, Probably in the eat less crap is like where that comes up the most. Like batch cooking takes so long. You know what? It The with- number of people who convert to prepping food though in eat less crap every time we do it is insane. Because yeah, you know, it just takes people that time to learn yeah. that though. Awesome. When I first started out, it may have taken me two, three hours too. And now last weekend I cooked in, I cooked 15 meals and grocery shopped all within 90 minutes. Yeah. Like awesome. you just learn how to multitask and how to pick a better menu that's yeah. more convenient and easier 100%. to do things at once. Yeah. Especially now that it's barbecue season, you now have another option for something that can be running at the same time as your stove and your oven. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So it's a skill just like anything else. And I say that over and over and over again, but it's just one of those things that I need you to play along with me so that you can learn it. Yeah. And you'll see for yourself as it unfolds before your eyes. But now as we're talking about family unfolds before your kids eyes too. Yeah, for sure. And I, and again, it's just, it takes time to implement these things, but it also takes time and continuous repetition of doing it for it to become that habit. It's not going to be this instant, oh, hey, my kids are needing craft dinner all of a sudden. Like, no, like it's going to take time to make that shift. And maybe it's one meal at a time once a week or something like that. But it'll happen. It just requires time and commitment. So I think the end result of this just comes back to family feeling like a barrier Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm going to say this more so for the females, just because they tend to be the ones that think or not think, but, or do, or whatever, devote themselves towards the betterment of the family, Yeah, you know, so that if my family can't be on board with this or can't be doing this too, then I shouldn't be doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and that seems to be a barrier for a lot of people, but like, you have to understand that there are many ways to, to build bridges around this, to have strategies in place, to help you get through these things that feel like complications, whether it's sitting down and having that conversation or just not involving that person altogether Mm -hmm. or involving your kids and having more time and things like that. So, you know, just like anything else, all of the things that we already talked about in our barriers episode is just 
there are ways around it. You just need to adapt. And also to ask for help. That too. I think when you made that comment about the women feeling like they've got to do all this stuff for their family, well, have you ever thought to ask for help? Like, okay, maybe your reality is you do need to make a separate meal for the kids and a separate meal for yourself, but are your kids old enough to learn how to cut up vegetables? Like, get them to help. I think people just, again, like to get things done themselves because it's quote-unquote easier, but again... You're really just making it difficult, it's more not, difficult. You're making yeah. more work and stress for yourself when you can just simply ask for a helping hand. And again, teaching life skills if it's kids who are helping you. I love talking about this stuff. It's just another way, you know, we set a goal and now I have some actionable steps, but I've got some things I need to hop over in order to make these actionable steps. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's the realistic part of all of this. Nothing comes as easy as we think it's going to be. Yeah. But as long as we keep adapting and we keep asking for help and finding those supportive people to put in our lives, we can get through this stuff. Yeah. It'll be challenging, but man, nothing we want in life is ever Never easy like that. So That's you have to kind of like ex- one percent better. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to expect these challenges in whatever way they present themselves. You know, aside from this, like what about social events and things like that? Like that's yeah. a whole other episode. But like, yeah. there is never a perfect time. No, never. Definitely not. And I think you have to be okay with kind of failing and then figuring out other ways to make it work. Like a constant the journey, yeah, right? right? Not the end step. Yeah. It's the journey. It's and everything that happens in between. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Finding all these concepts all tie together. <laughs> it's like we knew it or something. <laughs> all right. So if you're one of those that maybe you fall within these categories that we talked about, um, whether these strategies have worked for you or even if they didn't work for you, you've tried them in the past, reach out to us. We want to talk about it. Um, or if somewhere along the lines, you have other experiences of families, family members being supportive or whatever it might be. Um, again, too, like we want to hear it. We want to have these conversations with you. You know, it helps us find your problems that you're having. It helps us work to help you have a solution. Um, and not only just you, but for our listeners too. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Thanks for listening. Episode 11, 11% better.